It's the Lawn and Garden Show with Walter Reeves on News 95.5 and AM 750 WSB. It's brought to you by Pike Nurseries, your neighborhood garden center. Playing in the dirt for more than 50 years. Call now with your lawn and garden questions at 404-872-0750 or 1-800-WSB-TALK. And now, here's Walter. Good Saturday morning to you, seven minutes after seven o'clock. Ashley Frasca sitting in the chair for Walter Reeves. He's off this Saturday and will return next Saturday. We had a good time last week. Mickey Gasway and Joe Lample helped me out. We took your calls for three hours, and we intend to do so this morning, too. Mark Banta, CEO of Piedmont Park Conservancy, is with us. Hi, Mark. Hey, Ashley. Good morning. Thanks for coming out. And Mickey Gasway, you're back. Good morning. Do we do we compensate you for these multiple trips that you make? Oh, of course. Okay. See, I'm so glad. <laughs> I'm so glad you and your husband Stan we have just joined have us so this morning. so much fun. It really is. It's it's tough when the alarm goes off at 4:30, but once you get here, yeah. you just get in the mindset, and it's and it's a good time. So we do miss Walter, and Walter will be back next Saturday, and he'll love to hear from all of you. I did want to pass along a little note about Walter's family. Um, he did lose his mother, 98 years old, last week. And I never had the opportunity to meet Miss Francis, and Great I wish lady. I had. See, yeah. that's amazing. And what a small yeah. world that you were their county extension agent. Back in the day, she <laughs> and uh, she and Frank were just spark plugs and delightful people. And uh, you can definitely, when you meet them, you can see where Walter got his personality. Oh, I mean, he's he and his four siblings, all very, very great personalities, uh, all five of them great public speakers at her funeral this past Tuesday. I made the trek from Woodstock to Fayetteville. Uh, to to go to Miss Francis's funeral and it was amazing. It was not sad. It was not. It, it was it was truly a celebration of her life. And she what she had wanted was all five of her children standing up there sharing <laughs> stories about her and their childhood memories and what a childhood they had they growing did. up on a farm and in rural Fayette County and the community was so tight knit. I you know I wish we've kind of lost that sense of community. There's so many people in the city now, but some great stories oh. to share about her life. And I really left pretty inspired. I mean, 98 years on this earth, and people just have wonderful, warm memories of you as being just a kind, you know, person and a good co- contributor to society. So. Yeah. You you name you name Miss Francis down in that area anywhere, and and anybody uh, who's been there at any time will will know the name. Yeah, and I know a lot of our listeners too. All of you have known Walter for many many years, and a lot of you maybe grew up with the Reeves children. There's Alan, Robert, Walter, Carol, and Nancy. Nancy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yes, I remember all five of them, and I got to meet them all, which was so great because we did this about three years ago for Walter's 20th anniversary show. I, uh, off on the side, kind of got in touch with family and co-workers over the years of his and all had them do little pieces uh, for his 20th anniversary show. So I felt really connected to his oh. siblings. I was able to speak to them on the phone, and they really helped me out, but I had never met them until this past Tuesday. So we did want to mention that for all of you just to be aware of and send our condolences to Walter's family, and they are all doing very well. It was it was kind of expected, but uh, Fayette County lost a true Woman pioneer, I think. For sure. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So that's great. Thank you, too, Mark, for, for weighing in. That is just so so neat, small world, when things work out like that. So we're taking your uh, your calls and all of your lawn and garden questions this morning, 404-872-0750. And speaking of a sense of community, you often, Mickey, see a lot of the same customers, the same folks, repeat people in the Pike Nursery store. They love, I actually had a lady this morning, Linda, tell me on Facebook, I love going in there and talking to Mickey. Oh, that's my, That's my Pike. That's, so um, people can get involved and go to their local Pike Nursery. It's a really fun thing that you guys do, especially ramping up with the holidays classes this time of year. That's right. We've got a class coming up um, on the 
the the 25th, I think, um, and it's on a Williamsburg wreath class. And I was the first one to do this class like 25 years ago, and now all the cla- all the stores do it. Uh, you have to register online, uh, but it's it's beautiful, and you end up with this beautiful wreath that looks like Williamsburg um, uh, Delarobia wreaths are what they're called. But the the fruit's all wired on, although we do use a hot glue gun a little bit now. <laughs> but they're beautiful. They really are pretty, and it's so much fun to do. And I have the same people that have come back for 20 years to do them that still do the classes. So, And you set aside just a couple hours on a Saturday morning. Right. And uh, we work with everybody. It's it's a workshop. It's a lot of fun. That's fun. It. And really then the one do. the day before my birthday, <laughs> if anyone wants to pay for this class for me, December 6th, the poinsettia planter. Yeah. Yeah. And that's where we that plant, one sounds do a, fun. a group of uh, a poinsettia and some other plants in there that are beautiful. It's really, really So pretty. I will take contributions to go to the class <laughs> or I will take the planter that you have made on December 7th. Oh, Please sure. drop them off that at 1601 be, West Peachtree Street. That would be yeah. great. So that one's uh, the, the evening of December 6th. That one's going to be pretty cool, too. And it's all I mean, you can't mess it up. It's like that uh, sips and strokes when you go paint the, oh, the yeah, canvas. So you, much you can't fun. mess it up. It's, it's so much fun. So. And then on the 30th, we're having our garden party. And that's always fun, too. So hope everybody will participate. Everybody's invited November 30th to Mm. a local Pike Nursery. And, of course, you're invited this weekend. Stay tuned because we do have the Pikes Pick coming up, as always, in about a little over an hour with Mickey Gasway. So lots more to do there. 404-872-0750. Guys, you all ready? Mark, Mickey? Yeah. Let's do this. All right. We're going to talk to Kevin in Kennesaw. Good morning, Kevin. Good morning, guys. How you all doing? Great. Great. How can we help you? A uh, real quick question. I've got a four and a half foot. Um, I don't know how you pronounce it. Is it Deodar? Uh, Deodar. Deodar. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, I've got one. I've got a transplant before that thing gets way too big. Um, it wins the day. Is it too late to do it now? Should I wait for the spring? And is there any kind of supplement? Uh, or fertilizer that I need to use when I do transplant. This is the time to do it. Um, okay, while perfect. it's in, um, you know, semi-dormancy, it's not totally dormant, but it is semi-dormant, and it's a lot easier on the plant when you plant it in the wintertime. Uh, mm-hmm. Dig a nice wide hole for it. I'd have the, do- I, personally, i dig the holes before i dig the other plant out. Exactly, yeah. I planned on doing that this weekend and transplanting it next weekend. Right, that's a good idea. Use some good organics in it. Dig a nice wide hole. That's really important. Uh, they don't uh-huh. grow real deep, but they do go wide. So make mm-hmm. it real easy for it to put its roots out. Um, you can use, work up the soil with some organics and then use some um Sure Start or some Root Starter. Sure Start's a good one to mix in with that encourages root growth because you want to put root growth on it. That's mm-hmm. that's what you want to okay. do in the wintertime. And Mickey, Mickey yeah. also, too, one of the things that I think we have to watch is when we tell people to dig a big hole, not a deep hole. I said a, a wide, wide hole. hole. Yep. You did wide say hole. a wide hole. Yeah. And so to, right. j- just be sure that you don't get it too deep, Kevin, because that w- that's the one thing that will take those out is if they're planted too deep. Okay. Great. Good luck. Thanks, Kevin. Good luck. So that doesn't sound too daunting of a task. Just one. Not Not four and a half. Four and a half foot. That's not good. You know, super tall. So yeah, I mean, this time of year, people automatically, I really think, do think, oh, spring. That's when I get out and get Uh, busy and all of that. But fall is just so much better for plants and shrubs and trees oh, yeah. to be transplanted or established or you know I mean so now is really the time you need to get busy and it, I, I don't know maybe I mean I'm kind of speaking from a 
beginning gardener perspective, too, you kind of think, well, it's really close to winter. What if I put this newly exposed thing in the ground and it's going to get too cold and kill it off? But that's really not the case, because even though we feel the cold temperatures gradually getting into this time of year, the soil stays pretty warm for, for a decent amount of time. Well, and it's not it's it's not challenged by the heat. You know, you're not trying to put a lot of growth. You're not trying to put growth on it or anything in the wintertime. So you just want to put root growth in the wintertime. So that's the main thing. Good. In, in fact, we always say when you transplant in the wintertime, it's like it's you're transplanting it and it's you're having surgery when you're asleep rather than do it in the summertime when you have surgery when you're awake. Ah. And that's not a good thing. No, that's so not pleasant. It's much easier. Nobody wants that. If you've yeah. ever had surgery when you're, you're awake, awake, give us a it's call. It's not a good thing. It wasn't, it wasn't <laughs> a Same good thing. So you want to transplant while it's asleep. All right. Very good. Joan out in Decatur. Good morning, Joan. Good morning. Hey. I have a two-part question. Okay. And I have some red tips that I planted right at the porch, the front porch, over 30 years ago. But they look like they're dying, and I was wondering if there's anything I could do to revive them. And then I have some pine straws because I have a pine tree, and I was wondering if I could take some of the pine straws and put them around the red tips at the base just for decoration. All right. Now, first, when you say they're dying, what are the symptoms? What What are you seeing them? Well, doing? the leaves the leaves seem to be like just at the top, and the stems uh, are easy to break. Hmm. We yeah. have a disease in our um, red tips. It's taken out most of them. It's called Entosporium leaf spot, hmm. and it, they they were vastly overplanted to begin with. Uh, and that that's taken out a lot of them. Of course, thirty years is a pretty long time for it, anyway. But um, I suspect that it could be one of I, those. That that's, it sounds right to me too, Mickey. I think when there's some leaves left on the top, but the from the middle down, they're gone. That's almost always uh, that leaf spot the disease. And to be honest with you. Uh, Take Joan, I, I, I think I'd take them out. We talk about the right plant in the right place, mm-hmm. and it's not unusual for people to plant uh, red tips uh, near the house. Mm-hmm. They really, you know, if you're planting them at all, they don't really belong as a foundation planter near the house. Uh, mm-hmm. they, they can get 25 or 30 feet tall, and it just overwhelms. The air circulation isn't sufficient. They're so about I, uh, five feet tall now. Oh. oh. Are you planted them when they were babies and i don't have a green thumb so that's why i wanted to keep them <laughs> I'm, I'm really wondering if you have if you have a red tip fetinia uh those they should be yeah they should be 25 or 30 feet tall 30 years later okay. you you may have a cliera or something mm-hmm. that looks like a red tip but um you know i think you all still do this mickey where they could take a cutting of the plant and bring it in to help oh, get sure. it identified yeah and, we can identify it for you because if it's only five feet tall i'm sure that you're dealing with something besides a red right. tip so and if it's not if it's not a red tip, then it wouldn't necessarily be affected by that blight. No, no. no. There's other leaf spot diseases, but yeah. but the entomosporium is the uh, is the one that really takes out the red tips to the point that it's hard to find very we big plantings sell, of red we tips. We don't sell red tips. Yeah, I don't think they're in the trade really. And so, really quick, then to that we need to go to break. But to the second part of her question, I mean, now it's irrelevant if she has to take them out. But pine straw is a 
as a sure. co- uh, ground covering. That's, That's fine. Sure. That's great. Okay. Thank you very much, Joan. I hate to, but we got to run. It is 718 here on News 95.5 and AM 750 WSB. Ashley Frasca, Mark Bant, and Mickey Gasway taking your calls. We'll be back. This is Scott Slade, host of Atlanta's Morning News on News 95.5 at AM 750 WSB. We'll be covering breaking news, Kirk Mellish weather, and traffic red alerts through the weekend. And the Southeast's largest news team is here for you first thing Monday morning when you head back to work. News 95.5 and AM 750 WSB. Now back to Walter Reeves and the lawn and garden advice you need. If tomorrow all the things were gone, I'd work for all my life. 725 on WSB. Thank you, Jason. This being Veterans Day, I requested maybe a peppering in of patriotic music every now and then. Lee Greenwood, nothing better than that. So a happy Veterans Day to all of you out there listening to us. Thank you so much for serving our country. We wouldn't be here without you protecting us and our freedoms and our rights. And that's very important to us here at News 95.5 and AM 750. We want to start off with a weather update from the Ackerman Security Weather Center. A high today of 56 degrees. It's going to be sunny, but breezy and chilly, so remember your jacket. A low of 40. Tomorrow, maybe a 20% chance for rain and little showers scattered throughout metro Atlanta. Pretty overcast, a high of 51 and a low of 44. A complete weather forecast comes up in less than 10 minutes. We're taking your calls. Lawn and Garden Show, 404 872 Zero seven fifty, and I think Rachel now might be a good time to do the weekend prize pack. How about that? Don't call yet because it's a separate phone number, but we are giving away a pair of tickets to see the Atlanta Symphony Orchestra's classical series performance of Verdi's Requiem. Oh, boy. I hope I didn't screw that up too bad. I, I actually played that in <laughs> high school, too. I remember that song, and I, I yeah. Sounded right to me. Okay, so if you're into the Atlanta Symphony, you know, November 18th at Atlanta Symphony Hall, and then a family four-pack of tickets to the Atlanta Gladiators home game at Infinite Energy Arena, all of that, the four-pack of tickets to a hockey game and two tickets to the Atlanta Symphony, available right now to caller number three. You have to be caller number three to 404 no, that's not right. 404-741-0750. Rachel will take your call. 404-741-0750. Start dialing and good luck. The other number, if you want to talk to us, 404-872-0750. This is Ashley Frasca sitting in for Walter Reeves. He will be back next Saturday. We're with you for another hour and a half. Mark Banta from the CEO of Piedmont Park Conservancy and Mickey Gasway from Pike Nursery waiting to take your calls. Coming up on 727 on WSB. Stay tuned. We'll be back right after this. It's the Lawn and Garden Show with Walter Reeves on News 95.5 at AM 750 WSB. It's brought to you by Pike Nurseries, your neighborhood garden center. Playing in the dirt for more than 50 years. Call now with your lawn and garden questions at 404-872-0750 or 1-800-WSB-TALK. And now, here's Walter. And a good Saturday morning to you, 7.35. It is not Walter. I'm very sorry. It is Ashley Frasca <laughs> sitting in one more Saturday for Walter Reeves. Don't worry. He is coming back next Saturday. We're having a ball, though. We're having a good time getting up early with you on a Saturday morning. I, myself, in the studio with Mickey Gasway from Pike Nursery, Mark Banta, CEO of the Piedmont Park Conservancy. And so far, there is no question that can stump these two. There's a lot that stump me, but I just look at them and go, it's your turn. You answer that one. And also, we're on social media, too. Walter and I both have a presence on on Twitter at Walter Reeves. You can follow me at Ashley Frasca WSB. I post more traffic stuff than anything. Some pictures of my dog, my Great Dane. I mean, if you like to see big dogs, like nine months old, 
weighs 90 pounds oh already. So I kind of do a little stepping stone of the, <laughs> you know, her growth and pictures. But so we do um, a little feature on Twitter, too. If you are too shy to call in the radio show, we still want you to get your question answered. So uh, tweet us a question, but use the hashtag Ask Walter and we'll be able to see the question and we'll get you an answer on the air the best we can. So we'll get to those soon, guys, too. But I want to take advantage of Mickey and Mark and answer questions via phone as well. For those of you who've called in, 404-872-0750. First, Mark, though, in the break, we were talking about some of the great things that are happening at Piedmont Park. And folks need to go and enjoy the park. And it's getting set up for the holidays in some places. But there's still a green market going on. There is, Ashley. And, you know, it's really one of the most popular green markets uh, in Atlanta. It's been voted number one green market. Uh, for uh, a number of different years. Uh, but it is underway right now. Started at 9, and I think it's after 9 now. No. Is it? No, it's not. Well, it starts at 9. Get ready. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah get ready for it. Uh, 9 to 1. Um, I, th- I say that because I know my staff's been there since about 6 a.m. <laughs> setting things up. But it's a fantastic. You can get everything from uh, organic uh, meats and eggs uh, to all the fresh produce that you would expect to find. And what's really cool is the market manager goes out and handpicks and vets each of these producers and providers. So she visits their farms uh, to be sure that they're the real deal and they're not somebody that's going you know, somewhere else and buying stuff and then coming back to sell it and quote the green market. Right. Um, but there's also chef's demonstrations, um, lots of things like if you ne- just need a, a really nice bagel or some uh, really good coffee, you, you have stuff to eat and drink there too. So fantastic. It's at 12th Street, which is right there next to the community center off Piedmont Road, uh, Piedmont Park Green Market. Fantastic place to stop in this morning. So on Saturdays from 9 a.m. to 1, as you mentioned, and that will run through about mid-December. So we still have a few good Saturdays We left. do, yeah. And it should be a pretty day today. I think it's a little chilly out there now, yeah. but put the jacket on. And it's, it is dog-friendly, so you see people uh, bring your great dane out put a saddle on it and give the kids you know pony rides it'll be fantastic oh my gosh that and i mean she's so tall now where she can actually rest her whole head and her whole chin up on the kitchen counter so it's like a little periscope up there checking out what's on the kitchen counter what she could pull off and share with us for dinner so that's great and if you need more information on all of the things or you want to plan an event at piedmont park just go to piedmontpark.org right and there's lots there's information about the green market too absolutely it's great great website and of course we're the little nonprofit that that does uh, that work there with the private-public partnership City of Atlanta. And it is, uh, you know, I'm a little biased, but it is a fantastic park. And uh, really, when you walk in there, you can feel it and uh, really have a good time. And a lot of the citizens of our great city think so, too. So whenever you post pictures and you're hanging out in Piedmont Park with the dog or with the wife or the girlfriend, hashtag Piedmont Park Proud on your uh, social media pictures. They're starting a campaign there to bring more attention to the park and how much it means to the city. So I think that's a great idea. Thanks, Ashley. Social engagement is very, very good. 404-872-0750. Diana, good morning in South Georgia. Is that right? Yes, that's right. All right. How can we help you today? Um, my, I have a problem with one of my dwarf gardenias. I have several, and one of them is almost in, entirely yellow right now. The leaves look healthy still, not like they're dying, but they're just uh, the bush is almost um, totally yellow, and the others look fine. They just have a very few yellow leaves on them. 
Are the veins in the um, the gardenia, are they still, do they look green in those yellow leaves? Are they green or are they the whole thing yellow? Have you noticed that? Uh, it's mostly all yellow. And did it start at the top or the bottom of the plant? Or, or the inside or the outside of yeah. the plant? Uh, it's all over the bush. And I didn't notice it in, well, where it started. I didn't notice it until almost the whole bush was. Yellow. Is it any lower than the other plants? Is it on the uh, end or is it right in the middle? Can you tell if it's any lower? Or it's something? in the middle. And they've been there about eight years. Uh, they all planted at the same time. I think if I were you, I would kind of pull the mulch back and look and see if there's anything growing on right at soil level. Right? Yeah. It, to me, it sounds like a, 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 a root problem. Yeah. Usually when they're yellowing like that, that means they're not taking up. Uh, and, and translocating nutrients. Uh, and Mickey's, I think where Mickey was maybe heading with that was root rot. Mm. These plants can't have that. We have had some pretty heavy rains in June uh, and July, so I would be a little suspicious of that. Um, it, you know, I, I love them. I've got them in my own landscape, but I do know that sometimes, uh, you know, out of five or six, I'm going to have one that's just going to misbehave. And I usually wind up replacing it eventually. But I'd pull the mulch back like Mickey, Mickey suggested and see what's going on there, see if you can tell anything. Oh, okay. And if it is, well, if it is right, you just have to replace it. There's mm -hmm. um, nothing you can do for it, right? Yeah, and if I were you, I would get some of that um, soil out of there where it was, too, and put it some, you put it somewhere else. But um, rather than put it back in the soil where the pathogen's already there. Mm, okay. All right. Well, thank you very much. Thank you. Sorry we didn't have better news, but very observant. Gardeners start to notice these things, sometimes a little too late to help, but it's very good to kind of keep an eye on patterns and where things start. And, and, and also, when we, I think when we put that new one back in, let's be sure that we plant a little bit higher in case we do have a little low, wet right. spot there. Let's get it a little higher and be sure that we don't set that situation up again. All right. Out to Lilburn we go. A question about his azaleas. Good morning, Ed. Hey, good morning. Hey. Good morning, uh, Ashley, and all you all you folks there. Um, about ten to twenty percent of my azaleas in the front yard are blooming, and I uh, just wondered if there's anything special I should do. Just let them go and treat them just like I would treat them ordinarily, or is there something, you know, considering the fact that we had this blooming season here late? Um, whether I should do anything special. Mine too, Ed. I, are they I, encores? Are both of y'all's encores? Mine they, you know, these are ordinary old. Mm -hmm. They've been in there. A previous owner planted them, I don't good Lord, you know, 25 years ago or yep. something. Well, that's what some of the parentage of the encore azaleas are, some of these these um, azaleas that tend to rebloom. That's where it came from. Mm -hmm. So well, these are not, um, certainly not encore. Yeah, mine yeah. either. Yeah. Standard old azaleas. I there. had yeah. to do a double take walking down the walk because you know my knockouts are still blooming. It's kind of the same shade of pink, and then I kind of had to go. Whoa, that's the azalea. What's what's it doing? Well, yours satsukis were they one of the um, um, one of those? Or mine are um, just. I mean, and Ed, you may know the name, but mine just kind of the old fashioned ones that yeah. kind of grow low to the ground. Well, and well, that's what they're some of the satsuki azaleas. Mm -hmm. So what should Ed do? I mean, really not be alarmed, no, right? Nothing. There's not really anything you can do. Yeah, I mean, in the spring when they're doing that, and then if we want to prune in the spring, then we prune after they bloom. But sure. at this time of year, I definitely wouldn't do that. So I think I'd just enjoy them uh, yeah. and well, and uh, let it run. Yeah. Don't don't need to do any special 
uh, aftercare of them. Now, you, you may have to uh, fertilize them a little more in the spring after okay. they bloom well, because they're working yeah. hard now. Yeah, fine. Okay, but I would fertilize them what? In the spring after, after they again, bloom. After blooming? Right. As normal? Okay. Yeah. Uh, and the qu- other quick question is that I have a, a volunteer maple tree growing in a pot in the backyard. I think it was planted by a bird, <laughs> and it may be mm, two and a half, three feet tall. And it really needs to be transplanted somewhere. But unfortunately, we do not have an awful lot of of light, uh, sunlight in places where we might want to plant it. So I'm just wondering how much sunlight it needs to uh, thrive. Is it a Japanese maple? I can't tell. <laughs> oh, you don't know? No, I think it's a maple maple. Um, it's, yeah, if, it, if it's vol- still, it, the leaves are still green on it. Yeah, yeah if it, it's if it's volunteered like that, it's just probably a standard maple. Because I have some Japanese maples that came up in a pot. That's why I thought but it was near a Japanese maple, and I had some of them oh, seed out fine. in the pot. So yeah, I, 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 I don't know. I think from a sunlight, Mickey, I don't know what uh, it's. Uh, they 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 do prefer. They're not an understory tree right. per se. Yeah. But if you don't have a lot to lose, if you just put it out there and no harm, no foul, and just let it let it thrive, um, the more sun, probably the better. If you wanted it yeah. to ultimately thrive. Yeah. Okay. Well, we'll we'll give it a shot. <laughs> I, I'll just plant it uh, what a, a wide uh, a wide hole and not too deep. That's yep. it. That's it. Yep. He's been listening. Uh, yes, very good, Ed. Oh, well, yes, I've been listening. Thank you so much. You enjoy your Saturday. All right, thank you very much. Have a Bye-bye. great day. Yep. Up next, my neck of the woods up in Cherokee County. Again, ball ground. Good morning, Don. How are you? I'm great. How are you doing today? Great. How can we help? So my question is, a, a year ago, September 2016, a little over a year, my wife and I completely redid our backyard. wasn't much there. We, we, we brought topsoil in, seed and fertilizer and straw. And we had the most beautiful lawn in the neighborhood. And then somewhere between our last treatment this year in April and, or maybe May and uh, August or September, it just fell apart. Uh-huh. And the guy that came out and, and looked at it, that he, we called the service company out, he said, yeah, you have a fungus. And so we went to pipe and got some stuff. We've not yet put it on because it seems like there's more than just that. Um, because the ground is very soft when you walk on it, almost like we have a, my daughter has a little Yorkshire terrier that loves to go out there and be on the hunt. And I'm just wondering if, if it's an insect problem and, that, and you know, not, or a, a varmint problem. Maybe a mole. The softness, the softness of, the, softness like of the ground. Yeah, that indicates a mole. And if you look very carefully, Don, you can see just slightly raised little tunnels where the ground is soft, and you and can almost follow that trail. Yeah, she said she has That's seen that. My wife said like. when she's mm-hmm. when she's walking the dog, she says she sees those raised tunnels. But but I there. I picked up on something you said though when you said it's fallen apart. What I uh, you don't have what's otherwise a healthy looking lawn, and then you have these tunnels pushing up. You you described that the lawn is just not performing anymore, and and might have a fungus. Do you have an overall of where the lawn's just not a good quality anymore? Yeah, it's 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 overall just not a good quality more. It, and it was beautiful. I mean, I mean, it's picture worthy. I used to send the guy pictures that 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 helped me put it in. That brought in all my dirt for me. And told I'm me wondering we were. when you have usually if you have moles, that's an indicator you have grubs. Hmm. And grubs because moles eat meat. They eat grubs, and a lot of times if you have a a mole of grub problem, which would 
be bad for your lawn because the moles, are, the grubs are down now. They're not way up now. But that was the first thing I thought about. A fungus is going to affect the blades and the color and the healthiness of the grass. Though, yeah, so. there, there's a few things that are rhizoctonia root rot and that kind of stuff. I tell you what, you're you're a little bit late. I, I like to use what I call the 50-50 rule. And if 50% or more of the grass is good, uh, and then you can treat whatever problem you have, you do a renovation. If it's not, if it's less than 50%, then it's probably time, time to start over. Uh, based on the fact that seed was used, I would almost guess that you probably use some type of fescue. And, um, you know, fescue lawns, it's, they're notorious for looking fantastic when they oh, first wow. go in and go in for a while. And then they go through our, our heat and our summers, and they, just like you described, they kind of fall apart. So I, I think I'd look at uh, and try to take a really hard look at whether you're good or not, and then uh, make a decision whether you renovate or start over. Great. Thank you so much for the call, Don, and good job keeping a close eye on the symptoms. It's 749 on WSB. We're going to take a break for news, weather, and traffic. We'll be back. Stay tuned. This is Lawn and Garden. This is Scott Slade, host of Atlanta's Morning News on News 95.5 at AM 750 WSB. We'll be covering breaking news, Kirk Mellish weather, and traffic red alerts through the weekend. And the Southeast's largest news team is here for you first thing Monday morning when you head back to work. News 95.5 at AM 750 WSB. Now back to Walter Reeves, the lawn and garden advice you need. A quick check of the weather brought to you by Ackerman Security Systems. You've heard Brad Nitz. It's going to be chilly today, albeit sunny and breezy. So wear your jacket. A high of around 56. That's it. The low is around 40. Tomorrow, maybe a 20% chance for rain and little drizzle showers throughout the metro Atlanta area. It's going to be overcast, though. A high of 51 and a low of 44. Stay tuned. Atlanta's most accurate and dependable weather forecast comes up in less than 10 minutes. So we've been taking your calls, 404-872-0750. Ashley Frasca sitting in for Walter Reeves. He will be back next Saturday. You can always find him all the time on the website, walterreeves.com. Lots of good information there. Honestly, in the search bar, just type in a couple of words, whatever the tree or the plant you're questioning or even the varmint. And I guarantee you, Walter has written an article about it. Uh, we also have a social media presence, and we've told you you can tweet at us using the hashtag AskWalter. And that's what James did just a few minutes ago, guys. And uh, Mickey, Mark, and myself kind of had a conversation about this. So James's question, a real versus a rotary mower, and does it matter which one is best on a zoysia lawn? Yeah. I'll turn that mic on, and that'll work better. <laughs> um, so the uh, I, on the warm season grasses, uh, and someone wants to be a hobbyist, which means they really like doing the yard work, uh, there is nothing that compares to a real mower on a Bermuda or zoysia. Uh, it can't be beat. Now, if it's something that, you know, I'm not a hobbyist, but I, I want to have a nice-looking lawn, but I'd like to do it faster and easier, then a rotary mower will work on that, too. you just got to keep the blade sharp to, to mow that zoysia. Very good. So what, with, with a real mower in season, a couple times a week at least? Yeah, so for every four to five days on Bermuda, and then you might get away with five to seven day frequency on the zoysia. But keep those blades sharp and just decide, you know, mowing height is going to be critical. A lot of people get it too tall. We want to maintain those grasses on the really nice ones, a half inch to an inch and a half. Perfect. Thank you very much, Mark. All right, we're going to be back in a few minutes with more of your questions on lawn and garden coming up in the next hour. We also have the Pikes Pick. You want to stay tuned for that. We're here till 9. Ashley Frasca in for Walter Reeves. This is Lawn and Garden.